Step welcome. into the light. Hey, welcome to We're Doom Podcast. My name's Brandon McIntosh. I host this wonderful, uplifting podcast you're listening to. My co-host here, talking to me from his recording device, 70 kilometers away, Tyler Shaftsman. How are you, Tyler? Is it really 70 kilometers away? Uh, yeah, give or take. Depends right. which route you take. Hey, maybe, Brandon, I'm good. Maybe like 50. That's good. Uh, 70 sounds good. I just know no. that I'm exactly an hour to Hamilton and an hour to London. It's the exact same. I'm, I'm the halfway point. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what Otterville is known for, being the halfway point, right? What do you um, think Otterville would be known for? Uh, It's known for the dam. <laughs> it's known and, for holding water back. Okay. Cool. Yeah, there's a dam, and then there's some. There's eight. There's the War of eighteen twelve. I think happened here. <laughs> it happened right there. <laughs> I, I, I haven't seen any proof of that. You I don't think, think you'd so. see statues or like uh, signs? No, I don't think so. There's some rock that says something about something. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a dam and a rock with words. That's exciting. Well, there isn't. There is no beavers. Or no, there is beavers. There's no otters. Just There's no beaver. otters. Were they killed off? That would be sad. Otterville killed off all the be- all the otters. You think there must have been at one point in time? Yeah. Why else, giving would, it, we why else quit, would they call it that? Quit giving away my coordinates. It's a big <laughs> town. People can find me. I know. Now they got the town. Now they have to figure out which one of the fifty houses there is yours. I'm gonna have to get out of here soon, anyway. Yeah. Can't stay in one place too long, Brandon. Got to drift on down the river. Yeah, see what uh, see what other small towns are down the road there. Are you trying to go? You're trying to move to the city. Yeah, you, uh, you getting sick of the small town right now? No, I want to go deeper into the country or into the forest. But I can see <laughs> the benefits of a city too. But I don't know. It's weird. The I want to get. You just got to get away from the small town ignorance. So it's either deeper in the woods or more to the city where people don't talk to each other or they're at least a little more open minded. Yeah, and you get deep enough in the woods, you're just going to meet people that don't even know what's going on, right? And they're just they're just happy and peaceful in their own life. They they stay away with what the news is telling them. Do you, you think know, that's a you think that's a better way of life though? It might be just just complete ignorance, and you just live. Well, there are people like that, just living off the land. You know, they have no access. No, I don't think the, you can the, do it with complete ignorance. You have to at least be open-minded but yeah. uh, but ignorant to um not participating in the rest of the world that's right so i yeah i live in london uh so that's not that's not small at all no. and it's it's it kind of it's kind of crazy here like i've probably mentioned on a few podcasts like the whole pandemic you would know much is different <laughs> here in london like people don't give a shit here lots of ignorance this would not be a city to escape to if you're trying to escape ignorance because it, it's pretty ripe here. Right. And uh, crazy shit happened just like uh, like five minutes from my house, like not far at all. Uh, last week, a Liberian warlord was killed. He was killed on his front lawn. So this is a guy, he, uh, you know, he's wanted for like crimes against humanity. And basically, he came to Canada because Canada has some loophole of 
not necessarily protecting war criminals, but just like giving them a status and like kind of hiding their identity. But uh, someone found this guy because he was shot down in the middle of the night. They chased him out of his house and they gunned him down and either landed on his his yard or his neighbor's yard. It's like, holy shit. It's like, yeah, that's a strange story. Like, I drove down that neighborhood the other day delivering vegetables. It's like, that's fucking nuts. Like, you never know what's going to happen. I didn't know we had Liberian warlords just hanging out, little suburban houses, living a Canadian life. It's fucked. And he was just, he was gunned down by, like, another civilian that didn't like that he was a warlord? It was a guy from Toronto. Like, it was, it had to be a hit. Like, you wouldn't... Like, you must know where this guy is. And, like, who's putting the hit on? I don't know. Like, is it, like, revenge for all the families and people he killed? Was it, like, relatives? Or is it, like, a political move? Was it someone trying to silence him? Like, who knows? But, man, can you imagine being that guy's neighbor here in London? Just, like, yeah, you just wave to him every day. You could probably be all friendly with him. Like, I feel like I'd, I'd rather not know my neighbor was a warlord than know. Like, like he, uh, he had done terrible war crimes in another country? Yeah, but, like, I feel, I'd feel way more happy if I just sat in ignorant bliss and just, you know, said hi to my neighbor every once in a while, not knowing that he's this horrible war criminal. Because, like, that would just, oh, I wouldn't be, be able to see, sleep soundly in that neighborhood knowing that guy. Oh, you'd be real like, nice to like, him. Sounds like you're a little nervous already, just this stuff happening close to you, you know? Yeah, it is pretty wild. Well, it's not the like stuff no- happens everywhere, man. Like, there was some Amish guy walking around with a gun here not long ago. An Amish guy? What was he doing? Was he on the hunt? I don't know. He's probably just walking down the street with a twenty two, looking for gophers. Looking for deer. He's tracking a deer. Doesn't matter if he comes through town. That's where the deer came. Everyone gets all scared and calls the police. <laughs> you don't hear about Mennonite mass shootings, though. Like, you see a Mennonite with a gun, he's probably using it for a very practical purpose. I he's doubt he's it. out for revenge, but you know what? They're Menon- Mennonites are people, too. They could snap. It was funny, last night I was out walking the dog, and a couple of Mennonites went by on a horse and buggy, and they're smoking cigarettes. And just, like, all you can see is the light from the cigarette coming at you at night. It's just like, oh, it's Friday <laughs> I didn't night. Even, it's Friday I didn't even night. know they smoke cigarettes. Do they, like, they, do they roll their own? Do they buy packs? I don't know. Probably, I don't know. Yeah. You live close to them. Go ask some questions. Just wave the horses down and ask some questions. I'm always impressed by their beards. You know, driving out to your part of the... I always see someone in a buggy or something, and they always have a badass beard. I've been trying to grow my beard this whole quarantine, and it's just gross and just this bushy. Is the, this is the most facial hair I've ever had. And I shaved twice before the sink broke, and the sink broke and I haven't shaved. It's been, oh, yeah. It's been a month or so, or longer <laughs> even. Yeah. But it's the most facial hair I've ever had, but it's in weird spots. Like Patchy. Sh- yeah. I can pull on it. <laughs> well, that's that's good. That's how you know it's getting big. No, I gotta fucking. We gotta get this quarantine over with. But yeah, gotta, god damn it, we gotta stay safe too. Though second wave's coming. 
I we've know. talked about that on this we've show. We've talked about the second wave, but there's more and more articles since a week ago coming out talking about the second wave. Because it's in Florida already. It, it is in the Florida. second wave. Yeah, it, it, I feel it like never that's really like. Left. Yeah, it's kind of merging with the first wave, really. But then baseball players are getting it now because they wanted to bring baseball back, and then all the baseball players are getting it in Florida because you know one of those assholes slipped away to the beach one afternoon. How could you not? It's Florida. Yeah. yeah. So no, the they're gonna keep the border closed for a while because. Is sparking right back up down there. That's not R- good. Rampant well, let's uh, let's get right into the news here. I got a wear bunch your, of news stories. Wear your masks, people. Wear I know. Masks. I just I got two in the mail. I got I got my two masks. I got I got a few face covers, depending on the the scenario I'm in. But uh, we're a masked society now. That's okay. We can. That's what I said last time. We gotta get some cool masks. You know. They're just part of, like, they're not a fashion statement, obviously, but, you know, if you got to wear them, you might as well have a fun mask. Get rid of your metaphorical mask and just wear a real cloth one that's going to save your life. What was that quote from that movie? What was that movie called? The Mask. The Mask, <laughs> the mask? yeah. <laughs> With Jim Carrey. Okay. We all wear masks, metaphorically speaking, but now we just all wear masks. Okay. Yeah, we should be all wearing masks, but like I said, being in London, you don't see too many masks. It's pretty wild. But uh, let's get into We're Doom News. And uh, we're talking about the second wave here. Doom um, News! But let's talk about the first wave and when it actually started. Because I just read an article that came out today that uh, in Spain they've been testing um, sewage samples. Uh, they've been trying to trace back when COVID really struck. And so they were looking at samples from, like, January, right? That's, like, when it really struck Europe and was really well known to the world by, by January, at least. We were talking about it on this show in January. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it, that's kind of where it kicked off in Spain and Italy. So they're, looking, they're like, let's look farther back. Let's, like, let's take, like, uh, let's go eight months back. Let's go April 2019. They were finding COVID-19 traces from from april 2019 really so like little under a year ago before anyone's even heard of covid19 in the poop so, they're finding it in people's poop and then they're, they're they're tracing the poop coming into the sewage and this is what they're finding uh you know it's still a new story maybe there's a mistake there but if that's true the implications of that that it's been floating around that long that's pretty scary like other places should be doing that kind of testing too because I know they found traces of it all the way back uh, to late November, early December uh, in certain places. They even think some parts of the states as early as uh, November and January or November and December. But April 2019, that's crazy. It's been around that long, possibly. Yeah. Like just like a few people getting sick here and there and then it's like spread to what it is now. It could have been, you know, people just not knowing even what it is, maybe not getting extremely sick from it. But, um, you know, it was floating around, apparently. It's kind of scary. Well, and and there's other viruses probably floating around right now, too. Mutated versions of the coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. And other versions of the coronavirus, like... 
this uh, this idea of pandemics just being over is probably not a real thing. Like, get used to wearing a mask now because you're probably going to be wearing a spacesuit soon. Like, yeah, because not only this, because um, there's all these viruses popping up. Mainly, scientists believe is because of we're infringing on nature. We're pushing nature more and more into a corner by deforestation and hunting and you know all these horrible practices that these viruses have much more access to humanity and what do the assholes do the first fucking week back they go pack the fucking beaches in toronto and leave their fucking bud light (laughs) cans all over the place just to wreck nature again you know oh god yeah people aren't gonna learn unless they start we're fucked (laughs) people are fucked brandon yeah and um they're gonna find that out pretty soon i imagine and if, even if this COVID-19 does go away, they, we come up with an uh, antidote for it, a shot, so everyone will be safe from it. What about all these viruses that are going to be coming out of the uh, permafrost soil from up north, right? Cause, I didn't uh, even think about the permafrost soil from up north, Brandon. <laughs> the, Arctic soil, the Arctic Circle right now has some of the highest temperatures ever recorded. It's hotter there than it is here right now. Like, they were reaching the mid-30s, like, on more than one day up there. Like, these are towns that, on normal summer days, would reach maybe the high 20s. Like, because these are way up there. They get negative 44 degrees Fahrenheit regularly in the winter. So, like, those poor people aren't used to this heat. But that's not the worst part. It's uh, all this uh, permafrost that's that's, uh, thawing out. And exposing us to possibly uh, ancient viruses and diseases that have been locked away in the ice. Really? So, the cold yeah. didn't kill them? The cold doesn't no. kill those things? No, the cold can. Well, uh, it, it can definitely kill most viruses and diseases. But some of the deadliest ones uh, that are carried in spores, um, like um, anthrax, that is one of them that's, uh, that could survive in the soil. In fact, there was a Russian town that discovered an ancient caribou that came out of the permafrost that's like 15,000 years old, and it was infected with anthrax. And like all these people got infected. Two people died just from being exposed to this old carcass they found. There's this old caribou anthrax? Yeah. That's a good death metal na- band named Caribou. Caribou. No, it's not because I can't even say it. Caribou, Caribou anthrax. anthrax. Well, it's there's already a metal band. band called Anthrax, and there's like a indie art band called Caribou. Maybe they can team up together and make a bunch of folky speed metal. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, but let's um, let's change gears here because we talk about COVID nineteen way too much, as does the world. Um. Let's remember that it's not just volcanoes and uh, solar storms that are horrible and terrifying. Uh, people are also doomed. People and their actions. And it just, sometimes you read an article and you're just, you think about human society and we're like, we're doomed. This is what's happening. We're doomed. So I'll read this first article to you. Um, there's a man. He's uh, attempting to sue Twitch. You know what Twitch is? Yeah, where all those girls in socks play video games. 
<laughs> exactly. Uh, so yeah, so people watch people play video games. Essentially, you can send the money, and you, know, you get popular enough, you get advertisements. So these people, some who are good at it, make like a career off Twitch. But there's a guy who loves watching Twitch. He's suing them for $25 million because he injured his penis. Now, do you know, can you guess why? Can you guess how he injured his dick? Why is it Twitch's fault? I don't know why it's Twitch's fault. It's probably the guy who broke his dick's fault. (laughs) That's definitely the right answer because he he did all this damage to himself because this guy, he's... Early twenties. He's from San San Francisco, and he's a he's a sex addict, and he believes it's Twitch's fault for allowing all of these scantily clad gamers out there, uh, and he can't avoid them, and he cannot stop masturbating. Girls in socks playing video games. Girls with cleavage in socks. You know there are guidelines for these users. Like they can't show their butt and they can't show under boob, but they can show over boob. The cleavage, and apparently this guy has a big problem, and he uh, can't stop masturbating. Well, then he's got to get help for his sex addiction, and he doesn't have to sue the company. I know, like that's maybe the company can just pay for his sex addiction just to be nice, like his uh, therapy sessions. But this guy, yeah, it says he to the point where the algorithm is so set up for him, he can't find any other accounts besides sexy girls playing video games. And then he can't help it. He says he he just rubs himself raw to the point he has to put polysporin on his dick so he doesn't get infected. Like, lay off, buddy. And uh, Yeah, yeah, there's creeps everywhere, man. Yeah. And (laughs) he also... We're doomed because there's fucking creeps everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. The, uh, well, this lawsuit he's trying to to, uh, put forward, he also claims... That because of during one of his many masturbation sessions, one of his loads hit his computer screen and like dripped in and uh, caused a bunch of caused a bunch of damage to the computer, caused a small fire and created a whole blackout in his apartment building because he just on the screen. That's a lot of okay. I've had the same problem before <laughs> in college. I had the same problem in college and it did not start a fire. Your computer, the key, the fucking keyboard gums up, and maybe the battery fucking overheats, but it doesn't start a fire. You know what's come? I've gotten into my laptops. Well, that's what I mean. Like this guy's probably got some crappy old PC, and maybe there's a few loads sitting there already, and it's just one load too many. Don't make this a Mac versus PC thing. It doesn't matter which laptop you get coming. Yeah, I'm just They're saying. Not it, start a fire. If. If it was one or the other, I think a PC would most likely. There's a, a lot more exposed units to the, you know, to the computer itself. He Either was definitely way, using a PC. Still not, still not the company's fault. Still your fault for fucking not controlling your loads. Absolutely not. And I can't believe he's he's actually suing. I don't think he's going to get that $25 million, though. That's no, uh, no. It's like, grow up, buddy. Figure it out. This isn't the hardest part of life. You just wait. Like, buckle in. Like, you thought that jizz blackout was bad. Wait till it's all blackout. And you can't watch any of your sexy Twitch girls anymore. Yeah. We're doomed. We're doomed. We're doomed. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I got another story here. 
This one's kind of sad, and we'll get all... Let's just talk about the sadness of it first before we make fun of it. But it's uh, three family members drowned in a brand new pool they just bought. Now, that's sad. Not only was it three family members, it was a whole generation. This was a, a small, an eight-year-old kid, his mother, and her father. Eight, 33, and 62 were their ages. And they all died. They found them dead in the pool. Not and one like, swimming lesson in the whole fucking family? Not one swimming lesson through all three of them. None of them knew how to swim, yet they thought it was a bright idea to get this pool. And it wasn't like, it wasn't an in-ground pool. Like, it was above ground, had a seven-foot deep end, but majority of it was about three and a half feet. So that little section managed to get all three of them. <laughs> like, is there no pool noodles around? Like, a pool noodle could have prevented this. Like, how did this... This, this was an angry uncle or something. This was an inside job. That's what Somebody I'm thinking. It's, it's too suspicious. Like, yeah, I get it. None of them can swim. But how do all three go? Like, there must have, did they all, did one go in and then the other jumped in to save them, realize they can't swim, third person jumps in to save two of them, realize they all can't swim, they just sank together? Are they attached to the Clinton Foundation? That's all I want to know. Suspicious deaths. Whenever I see something like that, I just automatically think the Clintons had something to do with it now. But goddamn, get yourself some pool noodles, people. If you can't swim, first of all... Get swimming lessons before you buy a pool. Like, I don't understand people that don't know how to swim. I feel like if you throw someone in the water, they're, you know, your body's going to automatically react to it and stay afloat. But then again, I got swimming lessons when I was like four. So I, I don't I don't know what it's like not being able to swim. It's a good survival uh, tool to have. <laughs> That's right. And like I know people that are uh, crab fishermen, lobster fishermen from out east. I've been doing it their whole life, been on boats their whole life, and they can't swim. What if you fall overboard? <laughs> like, you're on the ocean every day. I just, I just don't get it. I, I don't get it. It's not that hard. So, I don't know. Some of these people, man, they're just not meant to survive. No, people are doomed. Yeah, that's, that's all I want to cover for um, stupid people. And, uh, stupid people in the news. Yep. That's one reason why we're doomed. Uh, we got some UFO news that's pretty exciting. Oh, um, we did. We do. So uh, Senator Mark Rubio, who was uh, previously a Republican candidate for president, I think maybe the last election, maybe the one before that, but uh, him and uh, a bunch of other senators, I guess, were briefed on this UFO, UFO matter in the Navy because the Navy came out and declassified these videos that they've been showing claiming that they are indeed uh, UFOs. They don't know what they are. Um, so I guess they gave all these senators a briefing, uh, gave them a little bit more details on the situation, and uh, I guess it freaked them out a little bit. And now they're all demanding for more information and more files to be declassified because uh, they believe more people need to know, the public needs to know, and the government needs to be a lot more open. So... Whatever they told these senators, they, it freaked them out. Weird. Like, that would be sweet to be in that room, though. Like, what did they hear? <laughs> what freaked them out that much? Because Mark Rubio, he's from Florida. He's a, he's a senator from Florida. Like, he should be 
used to seeing all the craziest, wildest shit possible. He's a Florida man. But this spooked him. Well, you hear that aliens are real? You're going to be terrified? That's the thing. I don't think they know if it's aliens or not. They just know they're out there and they don't know what the hell's going on. I think that's the hardest thing for the United States military to admit. Not knowing what's going on, that's the biggest thing. Especially back in the day when all these sightings started, like during the Cold War. Like, you never want to admit to the public that you don't know what's going on. Because they they have full reliance on you. Even though they didn't know what was going on in many things. They had no idea what the hell the Russians were up to. They just kept saying they did. Any program that Americans started during the Cold War is because they assumed the Russians already did. So... Even though they had spies on both ends, they, they, they didn't have a clue what was going on. Well, so often, now, often, often you see, Brandon, um, confusion can spark anger often, right? Yeah. Um, so a lot of these people are confused, and then they just get mad. They don't know what to do, so they're like, oh, we're not going to tell you what we don't know. Like, is this a ploy to, like... Uh because he is a senator from Florida. You think uh, he's trying to take all the attention off of COVID? Maybe coming out and saying, we, we got to hear more about these UFOs. It's way more important because Florida had, what? Wasn't it the other day they had 8,900 8, cases in one day? Yeah, that's where they're ramping up again. So maybe, yeah, he wants to take the focus off of COVID ramping up and being like, we got to talk about the aliens. But the aliens are, they're going to leave Florida alone probably. Oh, you never know, right? Well, maybe he can come out, and maybe he's trying to get people to stay in and get the hell off the beach and wear masks. Maybe this whole alien scenario, he can swing it to his his thing. It's like, maybe the aliens are telling us to do it. <laughs> Just come out and tell the public that. It's like, aliens want you to wear a mask. They want you to wash your hands and not go to the goddamn beach. Do you think people would do all that and stay in their fucking houses if it was aliens telling them to do it instead of their governments and fucking... Uh, probably not. Not in the States. Definitely not. You're I'm not tell- listening to you, alien. You think you can tell me, an American, what to do? You say I can't wave my Confederate flag at the beach? Oh, you got lasers coming out of your fingertips, do you? Well, that doesn't come to my guns. Don't come for my guns. At <laughs> first they took the Confederate flag away from NASCAR. Now these dang aliens who aren't even from America are trying to tell me to wear a mask. I'm going to listen to President Trump and everything he says. He doesn't believe in aliens. Oh, when's he going to take off his mask and we're going to see his alien face? <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully yeah. someone skins his face and takes it. Uh, All right, senators, they're scared. Let's get some answers, folks. I agree with that. All right. Another uh, another terrifying thing to add to the list of... Show horrifying- me the bodies! There's <laughs> another horrible thing to add to the list of uh, 2020 events. And how the Earth hates us. Uh, there's a giant Saharan dust cloud heading towards the U.S. You know what? And at this point, I'm speaking, it might be making landfall by this point. And uh, I think they've dubbed it the Godzilla Storm because uh, it's bigger than anything they've ever seen in the last 50 years. Because uh, I guess they come across to the States, they cross the entire Atlantic Ocean in the upper atmosphere and make their way to the States quite often. 
So, but mostly it's not enough to even notice, right? But this one, this is a big one. It's enough you can see from space. They have some incredible satellite pictures of this dust cloud, right? Yes, and it's making its way across the Atlantic into the states, and they're starting like it's not like going to be a, cause a huge problem. It's only really going to be seen in a couple of states, but it's enough to uh, really clog up the atmosphere. And it's just uh, going to get real dusty. It's going to get very dusty. Everything's going to get covered in a thin layer of dust. It's like People sandy. Gonna, yeah. So there's another reason to wear a mask, right? Just all Wait. these. What if if the dust cloud is crossing the ocean? Yeah, wouldn't there be like a weird like mud layer, a weird layer of mud, when the dust mixes with the water? You'd think so, because that's kind of that's what's happening. Because in in the Sahara Desert, which is constantly expanding, uh, oftentimes when there's nothing to really block this wind, enough of it will get knocked up into the upper atmosphere, where there is moisture. And it essentially stays up there in the clouds and just moves with the weather. In so the guess, clouds? So it could rain mud? And not necessarily. If it doesn't, you know, if it does rain, it, I'm sure it'll be a little dirty rain. But And, like, but, I love the name Godzilla. What do they call it? Godzilla cloud or the something? The Godzilla dust storm. The Godzilla dust storm. Because it's 2020. Why the fuck not? Godzilla dust storm. It's going to rain mud. <laughs> Yeah, it's not coming from Japan. It's going to rain mud. It's because it's huge. And it's just yeah. going to rain mud on people and fucking just drop. People are just going to be covered in dust and dirt. You're going to want to wear a mask then, people. Uh, there's, yeah, there's more and more reasons out there. You just have to wear a mask. When it's raining mud, you don't want a yeah. full face shield. Yeah, like what's the next reason? Are we going to get acid rain or, or even worse, plastic rain? Did you hear... They've had cases of plastic, plastic rain. Plastic rain. So it's rain droplets full of microplastics. Wow. Well, I already I, know like plastic is in the water and shit. Like the fine grade plastic yeah, is in the we, water and shit. We're drinking it. We're gonna be fucking made. We're of plastic eating it. Soon. We're drinking it. It's in our it's vegetables. In it's in our meat. Yeah, it's everywhere. We're, we're eating a, a credit card per year, apparently. That's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well just cut up your credit card and eat it. But I've seen people eat entire Lego blocks, so. <laughs> yeah, you saw people eat Lego blocks. You're like friends you get... with Ben Lardy. Okay. Oh, Ben Lardy, yes. He eats many things. He eats pennies and nickels and yeah, you just give him something to eat. He'll, he'll eat a flaming Dorito. He's got a lot of train. He's got a lot of change in his stomach. I know. I've seen him eat a, an apple in a single bite. It, it, it's It'll weigh him down. If he was in the nineteen twenties and thirties, he jo- he could probably join a freak show, and make some good freak money. But uh, I, the, the dust cloud's scary, Brandon. Where yeah, is the dust? it is scary, man, and that that's going to lead us right into our main topic today, which is the dust bowl. You know what the dust bowl is, Tyler? Um, yeah. It's uh, it sounds like a terrible salad that you would order at like Boston Pizza or something. It's a weird name, or like if you got a bowl cut with highlights, they probably call that the Dust Bowl. But uh, this this is referring to an event that happened in the '30s. So have you heard the '30s called the Dirty '30s before? Because uh, much like the Saharan dust cloud, uh, America got completely taken over. 
by their own dust cloud. It didn't come from the Sahara Desert. It came from their own deserts. Really? Not even, well, not even deserts. It was uh, farmland, and, and it was out in the American Plains. So stretching all the way down from Texas, New Mexico, going Arizona. all the way up to Canada. So like that whole, pretty much the whole midsection of North America, right? It's yeah, the, all, dust, the dusty part. <laughs> the dusty part. In the in in the in the wrong conditions, it, it can be the dusty part for sure. But um, what happened in the 1930s is uh, due to poor farming practices, uh, a whole influx of people, and a terrible heat wave—just a whole combination of things—created this dust bowl essentially, which they would have called the Black Blizzard. And this took place almost almost over a whole decade. So from where when it started in the early 30s all the way to 1938, uh, it was causing havoc across huge parts of the states. What so, kind of havoc? Like enough dust in the air on certain days um, to completely block out the sun. So you walk out in midday, looks like nighttime, uh, where you're breathing but in dust dusty constantly. In, like how close is the dust? Like you're touching the dust. Um. It's it's everywhere, or it, man. Or is it above you, like in the atmosphere? Well, the thing is, it's wind sweeping it up from huge swaths of America that have these had these farmlands essentially just dry out from poor farming practices and uh, lack of trees and deforestation. Just allows all this wind to kick up all the topsoil that got churned up by plows and uh, wasn't able to replenish. So it's all this. Just crap soil that just dries out, sits on the surface, and the wind just whips it all up. And it's enough of it, like, like I mean millions of tons of dirt being swept up into the air and moving across America. In some cases, you could see an entire wall of sand. Like, people witness it engulf entire cities. Like, Chicago got engulfed with, like, 65 million pounds of dirt. So everything in the city was covered in a thick layer of dirt. Wow. And like, like over 7,000 people died of dust pneumonia, which is like, I'm probably sure a pretty new thing at the time. Yeah. Like the scariest thing about the coronavirus is that we can't see it. Mm-hmm. But this dust, you could obviously see it. You're you just could, breathing in dust until you die. And you can't do anything about it. So, but along, like, besides the deaths that happened, the amount of people that got missed, like, just had their farms destroyed and their livelihood destroyed, you know, they came, a lot of them came all the way across from Europe, you know, to start a new life. They they were given this land out in Oklahoma or Texas or Kansas, wherever was open, and people just flocked out there to start these farms, right? But in, like, a rush to get crops going, you know, because America's growing, You know, it's the late 1800s, early 1900s. America's just booming, right? So everyone's just trying to get these crops out there. And they're just, they're plowing the land left, right, and center. They're not thinking about the consequences of what they're doing. It's like plowing land is horrible for it. It's kicking up the dust, right? Yeah, not just the dust. It it kicks up the topsoil, which is really important. Holds all the nutrients for the plants. Once you kick that all up on the surface with plowing, it just dries right out. And it and it just kind of causes a chain reaction, right? 
And I, I'm and, guessing there's not much rain happening at this time either. No, right? no. Now, this, like, even if they did all these farm practices, if they had heavy rains, normal rain season, normal temperatures, you know, they I don't think the Dust Bowl might have happened. I mean, they, they would have had crap land and destroyed land because they wouldn't be able to farm again on it anyways because they're all just, like, rushing to get all this farm work done. And wheat. I guess wheat was the main product they were trying to make. But uh, I guess going into the Great Depression and the 1930s, the uh, the price of wheat completely dropped, and all these farmers had like all this wheat. They had they couldn't do anything with it. They they just had to throw it out. And they tried to uh, hoping that the wheat price would rise again. They all like rushed in to try and make a new crop. They continued uh, just destroying their land with plows and like getting rid of trees and forests to get more land and getting rid of natural grasses and grasslands that help keep moisture in the ground. Right, so right. Just like that whole uh, time period of turning that uh, that area into farmland and like turning yeah. it into fields, mass-produced cornfields and wheat fields through the entire prairies, right? Yeah, and like the reason everyone rushed to these parts, especially like there was a lot of farmland going up, but there's a huge chunk of the states, mostly mostly Texas, New Mexico, Oklahoma, Kansas, that were still um, like native territory. Uh, what was the name? The Cherokees? No, I just read a book. <laughs> I can't believe I can't think of. But they were said, they were indigenous places, obviously. Indigenous places, and it was they were one of the the, the most badass. The Comanches, that's who I'm thinking of, the Comanches. So they they were completely different from any other indigenous tribe out there. They they had huge populations spread out across like hundreds of kilometers. Um, they hunted buffalo and they they rode on horseback and they were one of the greatest horseback riders even amongst anyone in the States, like any of the Americans or people coming over, right? And they mastered it. So they had an advantage over like anyone trying to fight them. So it took years before like the Americans finally pushed the Comanches out of their land, which is horrible, you know, essentially genocide and erased their history, kidnapped all the remaining people and brought them up in white American society, right? We're, we're doomed because that shit fucking happened. Yeah, that, <laughs> that shit was pretty bad. Um, like, I have a pretty amazing book about it. It's kind of like the last stand of the Comanches in the States. But that's essentially what opened up all this What's land. What's the title of the book? Um, Empire of the, of the Summer Moon, something like that. It's upstairs. Uh, I don't know, Joe Rogan talks about it a lot. It's from the Joe Rogan book club, right? <laughs> I don't oh. know. I always ended up. I always end up getting books he's talking about because it's, it's interesting. Uh, it would have been better if I you just said that like I was learning about it from you. Oh, <laughs> I. <laughs> I realized after I bought that book, I'm like, I have like five books that he talked about that I have, but I'm like, they're all interesting shit. But uh, yeah, so this all this land opened up. People are rushing. From the Eastern America into the mid into the midsection there to start their little patch of farm, and uh, this is where we end up in the 1930s. This is when the Dust Bowl happened. This okay. is essentially turning all this farmland and prairie land into a desert. Is what happened. Yeah, and it and didn't it, rain. It was a drought. And it did not rain. It was one of the hottest summers 
even to this day recorded. I'm sure we're going to break some records pretty soon. But Which uh, because could of, mean if we're could that mean that we're in for another dust bowl? Like is history just fucking repeating itself? We're going into the thirties, and another dust bowl is probably coming. I know, like, like you know what happened before the thirties? Uh, another pandemic, Spanish flu happened in nineteen eighteen. Then you had a Great Depression in nineteen thirty, and a dust bowl, and like we're we're. I'd say we're in a depression right now for sure. The economy is in. I sure am. Yeah. Yeah, everything is is not going good. But, you know, adding a Dust Bowl 2.0 to all this over the summer, uh, that wouldn't help at all. No. But just like the old one, you'd have to have all the right combination of things happening. Now, since that happened, uh, they literally, the government tried to change all farming practices so nothing like that would happen again. But, uh, you know, as agriculture progresses and America gets bigger and farms get bigger and the need to feed people and feed all the livestock that we have everywhere, because I think it takes just as much crop just to feed the cows and the chickens we're eating, right? So it's not just going to us. So all this land is the same thing. They're just they're just using the hell out of this land. Um, There are farms out there doing proper practices and making sure the soil stays enriched with proper nutrients and they're not over overdoing it and you know they're you know they're they're planting out their crops in certain sections right right but that's not the majority of what farms are doing mass mass agricultural farms they're just they're just going full out because they're just trying to meet demand right right especially ones that are just trying to feed uh like livestock like they're not just you see it everywhere now. You see just, like, each year the fields get a little bigger. Everybody thinks they can put three more rows of corn in, you know, push it closer to the road. But they think they can get past all these rules, you know, But as long as there's water, right? You know, if there's a drought, who cares? We have lots of water. We can pump the water out there. But a lot of these areas, especially in, in the central United States, they're drying up. Every year is getting worse and worse for water scarcity. Um there's at least eight states that take majority of their water from an aquifer that's under the ground. And that is draining constantly. It's once that aquifer is empty, there's there's not no refilling it. It takes millions of years to fill an aquifer, right? What's the aquifer? That's uh, it's like an underground water cavern, but like absolutely massive. Like just, it's a giant underground lake, essentially of fresh water. That fills up over millions of years of just wa- streams and rainwater just slowly filling up these cavities. Because under North America is like a giant cave system, pretty much, all the way across the state. So that's kind of this water gets in there, fills up. Same thing with um, Mexico City. Their entire city, the biggest city in the world, is sitting on top of an aquifer that is almost empty. And now it's turning into a sinkhole. So this whole giant city is slowly sinking. Like a few inches every year, it just drops down. And like whole areas are opening up and just falling into this sinkhole. That Sinkholes are terrifying. And that's it's their only source of water. At least the majority of their water comes from that aquifer. That runs empty. That whole city runs out of water. Yeah, and people need water. <laughs> yes, they do. They need that to live. Like and most of this planet is water, but if it starts drying up in the in the middle of yeah. it, like the, where these dust bowls can happen, that's scary for the people that live there. 
Yeah. And and the states, like I said, they're getting worse and worse droughts every year. And like, there's all we need is that horrible combination of a, a completely dry summer, uh, high winds, and then uh, dry topsoils, and you're gonna get yourself another dust bowl. And you look at the dust bowl from the '30s. What well, like the population of the states? What you're looking at a few million, right? I'll look it up. See how many people are living there. It's not, nothing like it's compared today, right? And this Godzilla dust cloud that's happening now that that has the potential to grow and to like and to actually do some damage wreak havoc as you said um it's not going to wreak havoc quite like this would but it's going to be enough to cover the atmosphere people who uh have respiratory issues might have issues people have asthma are going to have issues with all this dust in the air um but there is a there is a good thing it's it's not all bad with this Sahara dust thing coming over, um, with all this dry dust and dirt in the upper atmosphere, it's not allowing certain moisture to rise up high enough that would create hurricanes. So they're gonna. Ha- so if this Sahara dust storm is as big as they think, it could prevent some major hurricanes from happening in the fall. Or which is a, could, which or, is a good thing. Or this is what I'm thinking. It collides. What if it collides with a hurricane and then it just makes like a fucking mud tornado that comes ripping through the fucking coast, tearing up the coast with a mud volcano? Or not, I, no, not a not a mud volcano, a mud tornado. A mud hurricane. A mud hurricane. It's already dropping tons of mud. I don't think you'd notice a difference. Just like open your door and you're just getting slopped like a 4x4 four four just drove by in a fucking mud puddle. That's right. Oh, just dropping buckets of mud on everybody. That'd be kind of funny. I did enjoy that for a minute. Run yeah. out in the mud. Mud just started falling from the sky. I'd rip my shirt off and just fucking roll around in it till it just got get, too high. You see those pictures money. of uh, fucking mudslides? Mudslides are scary too, eh, Brandon? Yeah, mudslides are scary. Um, luckily, we don't live near any mountains <laughs> or any hills that could actually cause mudslides. I don't think until this episode I really thought about... How much I was afraid of mud and choking on mud <laughs> and dying to... It's not the must here. You're not choking on mud. It's the dust and the dirt. It's the tiny particles. Like, yeah, you can mash all that together. You're going to get some mud, but it's the separate <laughs> little particles that are just going to coat your lungs. Yeah. No, that you're, you're dying from your inside mud. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're already dealing... Like with COVID nineteen, which is wreaking havoc on people's respiratory systems, the second wave like comes in, even more people are going to get hit. So it's going to kill a lot of people. But like I've, as you've been seeing, like people that are recovering from this, some might have like lifelong respiratory issues. Yeah, other complications, losing limbs, is it yeah, blood loss and shit. It's wild stuff. So, like something like a like a dust bowl 2.0 coming in and wreaking havoc, and with uh, all right. So, in the 1930s, um, there's about a hundred million people in the states. That's surprising. That's a lot. Uh, let's see, what's it at now? It's at 300, 331 million. So it's like they had a lot more than I thought back then. So, but like they did, it did drive thousands of people out of their lands and either had to go to the east coast or the west coast because the whole middle of the country was fucked 
Right. So all these people, uh, a lot of, uh, like, immigrants, people from different European com- countries were showing up in California, and they uh, referred to them as Okies, you know, because they thought they're all a bunch of simple folk from Oklahoma that are just, like, all making this mass migration to California, right? Because that's, they have no job, they don't have anything left, so they're okay. trying to seek out a safe land for, for work again. So imagine that happens again. Imagine whole parts of the states and like not only that like it's gonna affect people's lives but the food chain like our like north america's food chain and the world's food chain is so like susceptible to any little change like whether it's from like the 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 original crops like dying out or the crops don't make it to the to the cows it's also like, really dependent on that whole middle America, big field, cash crop kind of industry. If that just up and is too dusty to plant any crops, you're fucking with the whole food ecosystem, you know? Yeah. And you're, like, we're talking huge, uh, huge mass migration of people moving across the states. Not yeah, the, states. the population's too big to handle that right now. Like, they're, like the coast is literally going to fall off. They're all going to flock to the coast, and they're going to get hit with a mud hurricane. <laughs> yeah, and, they, and you see where America's at now. Like, they're already crumbling. All you need is some situation like this, and, like, the conflicts will only get worse. Because it's not just North America that could, like, face situations like this it's it's anywhere where there's all like large-scale farming going on that could get hit with drought so places in australia africa the middle east india these are all places susceptible to something like this too to to a dust bowl yeah and temperatures are only getting higher every year in all those places the future looks dusty is what you're saying looks real dusty you know even if covid19 goes away keep that mask and might it's need gonna it. get muddy. It's gonna get dusty first, and then muddy right after. We're gonna be a mask world for for several reasons. Yeah, I, I've been saying this since the start of all this. The government should just start mandating spacesuits right now. Send them out to the people. Get your fucking fitted spacesuit because we're gonna need it. But it's all they could do to get enough masks and gloves out there at the beginning of this thing. Now they're going to make a space suit for everyone? Well, I we think don't we, even get to go to space. I think what we're learning is we really do need to invest in fucking respiratory fucking correction and stuff. You might need to have your own fake fucking rubber lung in the dresser drawer waiting for you. You, you really think the, uh, the governments of the world are going to give this kind of thing to all of their population. They don't have enough money to make all this. It's going to be the high and the rich and the powerful that get all these respiratory spacesuits. And they're not going to let anyone else have them. They're going to be like, keep your cloth masks, you'll be fine. As they're saying this from their crazy hazmat suit full of hoses and lights. and That's in the greedy world, Brandon. That's the, whole the, world is a gr- the whole That's world a- is a greedy world, Tyler. It doesn't have to be. We can give spacesuits to everyone. I don't know who's going to pay for them. Just keep printing money. Just keep just make your own. <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> you, you can just make your own spacesuit. You know, you can find some things online. Yeah, you know, you how see to make pe- a... people are doing them with their like, a, like a, you take a clear pot lid and a hoodie. Yeah, I've seen a lot of wacky suits people have made so far. I gotta start making me a spacesuit. I'd like to see that. <laughs> 
At least start with some designs. I'd like to see Tyler's spacesuit designs. Or but in all it? serious, in all seriousness, they got to work on the respiratory thing because they need a lot more ventilators for. The, if there's dust fucking coming at us, they're gonna need some ventilators. Yeah, yeah. I think we're gonna have a lot of like if this COVID thing goes away, we'll probably have a lot of uh, respirators going on. Yeah, get but, fucking used to wearing the mask. Get used to it, because. <laughs> Yeah, but well, here's another thing. Like, the, our world is going to be very different if this all happens. We not we may not be able to have this wonderful government that can mass produce respiratory masks for everyone because we could be be in full on conflict with the world. Like, this could essentially bring World War Three in yeah. different parts. If because that's what mass migrations happen. Like, you're looking if you look at what's happening with, like, the Syrian refugees and anyone from these war-torn countries, like, fighting their way to get into Canada and Europe. And, like, that's great. Like, I'm so happy, like, Canada opened their arms to these refugees, but, like, so many countries were so against it, and it caused a lot of inner conflict. And that's... The amount of people coming over from that is nothing compared to the kind of people that are going to be migrating because all their land dries up, their water goes away, and temperatures are regularly at 50 degrees Celsius in the summer. Yeah. So you're going to see whole cities, whole regions completely emptying because you can't survive unless you have proper water and air conditioning. And, you know, places in the Middle East and India, even the United States, there's sections that are like third world countries. They're not going to be able to ha- like keep up with this. They don't. They don't have the proper... <sighs> Man, fucking human compassion is being tested right now, and it's going to be tested moving further because you're going to have to kind of be nice to people, but it's going to be every man for himself, too. So God, it's, it's, it's fucking interesting. I learned of a term that I totally understand the other day. It's called uh, compassion fatigue, right? Yes. Like there's only so much you can care about and only so many people you can care about it to the point where it gets exhausting. And right. like... You look at the situation we have now, it's just shit piling on top of shit. And, like, you should always keep caring, but, like, God, you can only extend that so far. I know. Your eyes get fucking open, and your eyes get really open, and then your eyes want to shut to things. But you got to keep your eyes open to everything, but do what's best for yourself. Until the dust comes, and then you have to get goggles. And then you're probably going to (laughs) need goggles when the dust comes and a mask. Yeah. Open your eyes and look through those goggles. So that's a that's a scary situation. It's scary. Uh, but uh, what are you gonna do about it, Tyler? What are you gonna <laughs> do about it? Dust storms coming to Otterville. What are you gonna do about it? Well, we just said get fucking goggles and a mask. Yeah. You got goggles to. and a mask already. You got like snowboard goggles. Uh, yeah. You gotta make your own yes. shit at home right now. I definitely have a couple old pairs of snowboard goggles, old and, motor. There's probably some old motorcycle helmets over at my dad's place. They, you can, I, I, I'll be fine to get me to the next level. If this goes yeah. real Mad Max, I'll be okay. Yeah. You got the you got the old Jeep. You just have to rig it up to some crazy Mad Max vehicle. Yeah. Put some big know. spikes on the wheel. Just take off the roof. Get a flamethrower attached to it. It'll be awesome. Start welding pitchforks to it. 
I know where to find <laughs> some pitchforks. Don't worry. There you go. Uh, well, yeah. Dust Bowl 2.0, let's hope it doesn't come, but it's it's inevitable. It's going to keep getting hotter. Man, history history fucking repeating itself. It's getting weird right now with the fact that we uh, have so much documentation of what's happened in the past and what is currently happening now. And on so many levels, it's fucked up and we're doomed. Yeah, we're we're definitely doomed. Don't forget that out there, people. But don't let that get you down. You know, having all these horrible existential crises loom over you all the time, you know, it sounds like a negative thing. How, how could you possibly live? But honestly, I feel humbled by it all because it really tells me that every single day something horrible can go wrong. So I might as well enjoy what's going on now, right? As things get worse, it could always get worse. So, you know, enjoy the time you have now. Enjoy what what you have. Be humbled by this COVID. Be humbled by the Dust Bowl, super volcanoes, solar flares. They're going to come ruin us one day. But you know what? You still have today. So you live that. You live that day. And enjoy some raspberries or something, you know? Yeah. In a few weeks, you can go out to the woods and you can pick them. Right from the bush. And that'll make you smile. Yeah. All right, Brandon. Thank you. And uh, we're doomed. We're doomed.